Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood. Instant analysis time. Let me tell you what, guys. The 2021 Ravens are going to take some years off our life. This is the way. This is going to continue to go. A 1917, I mean, miracle win. Give the man his flowers. Give the man his flowers. Justin Tucker hits a 66-yard field goal off the bottom crossbar. To I guess there's no pop crossbar to win the <laughs> to I'm thinking soccer to win the game. This should have never really gotten to this point, and we somehow got to this point, and then the Ravens just pulled one out of the hat. Just unbelievable. Just that, these have been three ridiculous games, three absolutely ridiculous football games that the Ravens have played. At. This it's way too early to, to it's way too early to like be. Like exuding these team of destiny vibes at this early, like you just can't have it this early. It's September, three three games, and we've had three barn burners where our hearts just beaten out of our chest by the end of the game, and it's just, man, what a this one was even more ridiculous, I think, than Sunday, where you just felt like, oh wow, this is embarrassing. We're going to lose this game. This game is extremely over when it's fourth and nineteen, and then Lamar just drops drops a ball right in the bucket there to keep the game going, and we pull it off. So, I mean, I. Wow. Let's work back to front here. So, as you said, the Ravens get the ball back with around a minute to go, no timeouts. After really bungling the management of finishing out this game for the final two quarters, like not putting it away, not putting it away in the first half too, but allowing the Lions to stay around. The Lions score twice, go up by two, or excuse me, go up by one. Um, And Really, that drive was just – I mean, Lamar takes a sack on the first play, which you cannot do. You cannot take a sack. you got to throw the ball away. They get into fourth and 19. He, he finds Sammy Watkins in saying that he was that open, drops it right to him. Sammy Watkins proceeds to not cut up the field and go out of bounds for reasons that I really can't fathom. He cuts up the field to the middle, and if he cuts out of bounds, the Ravens maybe have two plays as opposed to one. If anything, they don't have to come down and spike the ball. I don't know. Maybe you go back and watch that and there wasn't a path. It seemed like he could have turned towards the sideline and gone out of bounds. He did not do that. The Ravens then 1,000% get away with a delay of game. Like, I mean, I don't know how that wasn't a delay of game. It was not called. Lamar flips it out of bounds. And then Justin Tucker, I mean, what else can you say? This is a field goal in the first half. And then just absolutely bangs it from 66 yards off the – I mean, it was just one of the all-time finishes, one of the all-time ridiculous finishes. When he when he kicked that ball, of course, everybody saw it. And you can see the offensive line if you go back and rewatch the video. They're all five yards downfield just already with their hands raised, just, just praying that it has his distance because he flushed that ball. The thing yes. is maybe a foot off of the, the middle of the uh, – whatever the support of the field goal post is, but – Man, what more can you say about Justin Tucker? I mean, how long the, the the memory of the one blemish on his entire record, the the Saints game from three years ago, that feels like it was a decade ago. And if you really think about it, that extra point missed was part of the impetus for the transition from Flacco to Lamar in the middle of that season. If he makes that field goal, you look at, at how the Ravens are playing at that point going into the bye week. They would have been five and four. They would have beaten a very good Saints team. And there probably would have been a lot more belief that Joe Flacco, after coming back from that hip injury, was in a better position to lead the team to whatever success moving forward. 
they came out of that bye week and went a different direction with it. So in some ways, I'm looking at Justin Tucker and saying even his misses are beneficial to the Baltimore Ravens. The guy's unbelievable. Uh, I don't know why he's not in the Hall of Fame today. They give him his jacket right now. He's it's just he's so far and away the best kicker to ever live, um, and he shows it time and time again. And sometimes when I, I I think about what the field goal record is, it disgusts me that Justin Tucker wasn't the guy who has it because he's got the biggest, most accurate boot, like boot in the entire league, and I think everybody knows it. It's just a matter of circumstance of whether he was ever going to get a chance to kick from from sixty five plus. And of course, the uh, the stars aligned here, and it needs to be said. They had the ball with seven seconds there, and they had an opportunity to maybe run a more uh, productive play or at least make an attempt towards one. Lamar stepped back and had no problem just chucking that ball out of bounds because they knew that that was what they were going to go with. Justin Tucker was going to come out, and we were going to roll the dice that he was going to be able to make a 66-yarder. John Harbaugh believed in him. John, Har- John Harbaugh went for it, and Justin Tucker came through as he does. So just unbelievable, and it, it kind of erases the memory of a pretty – pretty incomplete and poor performance by the Ravens overall today, which we can talk about, you know, a little more here, but that's at least what has to be said up front is Justin Tucker. I mean, what more can you say about the guy? Crazier three game stretch this or your famous three game stretch that you talked about uh, last week. That's, I mean, now you have to have that conversation. Of course, those were three wins and the other ones. That's the only thing. Right. Which if, if the Ravens had pulled out that Raiders game, which was certainly possible, like, yeah, we, we, we could be having that conversation in the same, like in the same style, but man. This is a pretty ridiculous three game stretch. I mean, and, and these games, and we can kind of expand this into, into talking about the four quarters, obviously the final minute is the, 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 the dominant storyline. The, the Ravens put themselves in this position by really just playing an uneven and at times sloppy game that also had some good moments to it as well. I mean, I think we have to jump into the Hollywood Brown stuff. I mean, that that was one of the all-time like case of the dropsies I think I've ever seen. I mean, the ball was getting dropped into his hands every single time. Um and he's had a really good season up to this point. So it's, you know, I, it, it wasn't like last year where he was sort of struggling over and over. He's been very good in the first two games. Um, that was painful to watch. Duvernay kind of made up for his with a, the touchdown. But um, Lamar Jackson was good in this game. And he was good in the first half. He didn't put the game away in the second half with one defining drive, which I think is sort of the, the biggest – knock on him today that he didn't really manage didn't really manage the second half very well and none of the running backs played very well today um but you know i thought lamar you know was on his way to a potentially pretty comfortable and a nice passing day if somebody just catches the ball in the first half uh which maybe just puts the game totally out of reach because the ravens defense played well and just kind of got worn down which continues to happen um they continue to kind of give up longer drives later in the game which i guess is sort of how it goes but um, I, th- I think the Ravens had a chance to really put this away in the first half and just were sloppy. Yeah, I, it, I think the entire Baltimore universe was ready to murder Marquise Brown. I mean, just all three of those, unacceptable. And we've seen him in pockets at times do that before, but the, the, the way that those three were dropped in such close succession was just, it was mind-numbing. Like, uh, my face was just beat red, just like, are you, like... 
how is that possible? Do you just think after you drop one, you're going to look it in extra close and whatever. And then after two, like, there's just no way you don't catch a third one. Like it was just astounding. And, and I think that the, yeah, it looks like the Ravens win in a romp and the game's over at halftime. If, if they, he can just haul those in. Um, so man, I don't, I don't know what, what, what to say about that. He's just going to flush it and we got to move forward. I hope, um, hope we don't have to have this kind of conversation about that again. And thank God we won the game because he was definitely going to be the scapegoat. Well, coming away from that game, um, because the defense, I mean, we saw the defense kind of fold there in the second half, but I think that was somewhat predictable given the fact that the front four is pretty, I mean, depleted from the whole COVID thing. And, you know, they were able to run the ball with a little more success against us in the second half and, um, and, and not having the depth where those guys were just worn down. The guys who were playing, they were just worn out by the end of that game. And um, we were lucky again, I, I guess, to just have the ball last yeah, I think you're right. I think that it was inevitable that the, the the Lions would have a little bit of success against kind of a patchwork Ravens front four. Really, the de- I mean, the defense put on a great performance in the first half, and really, you know, Ravens should have been up by more. You can you can ask and Jared Goff. They showed the stat in the first half. And I'm going to get it wrong. I think he had like eight dropbacks at one point with five hurries, two sacks, and three knockdowns or something like. He had no shot in the first half to really do much of anything. And that's where the Ravens front four and front seven, that was not at its full strength. So they, you know, they, they played a really nice first half and the Ravens offense just didn't finish out off the game, which is a weird thing to say, considering Lamar Jackson looked good in the passing game. So some of the parts didn't add up to as dominant of a win as it felt like it should have been at times. And then you just can't let NFL teams linger in the game for that long. I mean, eventually the lions at home, you know, you're, you're, they're not going to lay down and they did it and credit to them. Um, and that is su- the most lions way to lose a game you could probably ever create. I mean, that is just, that is what losing franchises do lose and just inc- it more and more ridiculous ways. I mean, that's the, it's the Detroit Don, like the slow motion sit down video. That's exactly what it is. Like we talk about it all the time. That's, this was that video coming back <laughs> to life. And, and even though like, I even thought like this is so Lions on the play on the on the the punt fumble on the the fumble on the punt return by the Ravens like the penalty of the guy just going out of bounds and not coming back in like that's that doesn't happen to the the Patriots or the Ravens or the you know these good teams with a good culture it happens to the Lions like it happens to the Jets and I mean it's it, like you said it was credit to them for not for not giving up like you said I mean we saw it in Week One where they kind of clawed their way back and I mean Dan Campbell seems to be having they have something there but i mean they they got to add add something else on offense because again they, they don't they didn't really scare I, I they didn't scare me at all they it doesn't look like they really scared anyone but um i i also thought i thought this was one of lamar's by far best passing games just he was putting the ball right on the hands and, and like that's what i was going to be like man if, if they lose this game lamar's going to get shredded but he shouldn't because he was putting the ball right in Hollywood's hands. He can't catch. He was, it's the Giselle, you know, he can't catch throw and catch the ball at the same time. <laughs> so I thought he was going to get crucified for it. And I mean, completed 16 passes, 287 yards and and the completion percentage doesn't look great. 16 for 31. But again, you factor in all the drops and stuff like that. I mean, it was, yeah, I, I, I thought the balls he did complete. He was putting, he, I mean, he had he to put them. He had to throw away a lot of balls today too. And this is, 287 this is going to be another one of those games that didn't reach 300 and it's just yeah but this was i thought hollywood catches two or three of those and he's he's sniffing 350. he's 350 yeah. yeah 
I mean, he catches the one down down the sideline that should have been a house call. I mean, and it's well, it's, there was two of the left sideline or the right side. The left one, I know. The left sideline that was a tough catch because he's looking this way, but I mean, they hit him square in the hands. It's it's that, that, yeah, again, tough yeah, tough, tough afternoon for Marquise. Now, well, I guess we have to call him. Correct. What are you gonna do, Marquise? It's your guy, Taylor. It's your guy. No, fifteen it is my guy. I'm gonna continue to call him Hollywood. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna do this whole thing. This is this this whole <laughs> thing. I I I've had enough of this whole thing. The guy's Hollywood Brown. It is what it is. He's Hollywood. Had a three, tough game. We recover. Three nice for fifty-three. He had, nice, he had a nice tweet. He had a nice tweet about Justin Tucker bailing about it. it was nice. I'm ready to call him Hollywood Tucker. <laughs> he, sure. I can call him whatever you want him to call him. I mean, he's the goat. I mean, that that's another thing. Oh, we we have to stop pretending because every tweet was like. There's no debate. It's Tucker. And it's like, there hasn't been a debate for a while, I think. Like, Ironically, it was like Matt Prater for a little bit. Was yeah, people were was, trying to do and that. that Harrison Butker. Butker. Yeah, it was Butker. Yeah. But when people are like, uh, Tucker's the best of all time, it's not even up for debate. It's like, I don't, I don't think it has been for a while, guys. <laughs> like, and, then, and then, of course, did you see uh, Manuel Acho's tweet? Back when we played at Texas together and he would sing uh, opera in the showers. That show, I, I tweeted, wait, he did not. He, he sings opera, opera, huh? And that went over so many people's heads. It's like, come on, guys. We got it. We got Daniel it. Daniel Acho joined the conversation, huh? Of course he did. Why I, I haven't he? seen Mr. Acho since the um, he did the Bachelor finale a few months ago. So it's good to see good to see he's back <laughs> he's back getting it done on the Twitter sphere. Um, whew. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's such a weird game to analyze and think about because all you want to think about is the end. And then there's just, you know, there was 59 other minutes that happened. Um, it's an intriguing box score in terms of team stats. The Ravens thoroughly outgained the Lions, but the Lions out first down the Ravens by a pretty significant margin. Um, tail of two halves, I guess. Third down efficiency, one of 10 for the Ravens. That sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, a very sneaky five for one or nine for Mark Andrews, by the way. Yeah, very true. Very sneaky. Uh, you're running back, because everyone's obsessed with this. You're running back carry distribution, seven for Latavius Murray, five for Tyson Williams, three for Devontae Freeman. None of them were effective at all. No. In any capacity. So um, none of them moved ahead of each other in the running back. Range. People were freaking out about Tyson Williams not playing. It's not like he was going out there and popping off runs every time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, th- I think he was because I saw him over James Robinson in fantasy this week. I think a lot of people saw him the first couple weeks of the season do well, and they were kind of hoping that he would pop out there and be kind of like the fresh legs in the second half and really run rampant. And they just really didn't move the football well. No, at all. So, uh, Chuck Clark, twelve tackles. Nice game for him. Jeez, that's sad. sad. Yeah, another conversation I think that just should be had is. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, I think when it comes to tackling, he's the best I've ever seen do it at a cornerback position. He's just physical. And, and maybe, maybe that's just like recency bias because so many corners in this this more modern era are just that's just not part of their game per se. Um, but it feels like every time there's a guy who has the football and he just needs a couple yards and Marlon's between that man and what he wants to get to, Marlon brings that guy down before he gets what he wants on a consistent basis. Like yeah. He doesn't just tackle, but he takes guys down quick. He's a complete cornerback. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, he, he attacks people to tackle them and doesn't sit on his heels. He, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's a hell of a tackler too, but I, I'm with you. I, I think I think Humphrey he's great. Is, is either 1A or, yeah, he's either 1 or, one, you know, 1A, one 1B. One but 
Um, and you know, we haven't seen the we haven't seen the punch this year. I mean, that, you know that no. coming. They're like it's yeah, it's, and it's I it's like I haven't even seen him really attempt it. So I don't know if they're uh, if he's waiting for something. But um, yeah, I mean, he's 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 again, he's arguably the best, if not one of the best cornerbacks in the game. And you're just not really hearing his name that much during games, and rightfully so. Just watching Daniel Berger just absolutely fillet a ball out here. Me too. Yeah, these guys the are. US, <laughs> the, the, the U.S. has ta- firmly taken the pedal. Uh, firmly taken the foot off the pedal here in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, they're at, they're mailed it in. They're all hugging. Yeah, I don't. I, it's kind of crazy that these guys still have to finish this out. But finish. I honestly thought Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick's been. I guess he's winning. He's been so bad all week. I honestly thought he would just take his hat off and shake uh, Berger's hand when the cup was clinched. <laughs> just absolutely shut it down. Um. Well, the Ravens, the Ravens moved to two and one. Um, we said this was a little stretch of games where it would be nice to kind of stack some wins in some winnable situations. They certainly made it as hard as you could possibly make it today. But you take two wins. You got through, as Michael Oxley told the Maryland Terrapins yesterday, you have to respect how hard winning is. And winning is certainly hard. They go to Denver next week to Teddy Two Gloves at 425 in, in, uh, in the Maha Stadium. So, um, and then go and then face a struggling Colts team on Monday Night Football. Oof. By so, the way, do you, do you think there will be any replays shown when they uh, go to Denver next week? Is there? Gonna I be can't any? think. Of, I can't think of anything. I can't. I can't think of anything that's happening. We're just running it back here, aren't we? <laughs> I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. By the way, uh, also people were asking: Did the Colts or did the Colts? Did the Ravens uh, break the Chiefs? Dude, That's a great question. That was a very interesting game to watch. In the in the the AFC is weird. I, I, I don't weird. really know who the best team is at this point. We will say the Bills after today, what they did to the football team. And are we on our toes about the Bengals here? Maybe the football Feisty. team's not good, Feisty. by the way. That 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 win doesn't do anything for me. Football we know who's who also is not good. The Pittsburgh Steelers are also not good. That is correct. That is absolutely place. correct. Pittsburgh Steelers are not good. Uh, Mahomes is lying today. Two picks. Mm. Got sacked twice. Can't say that about Lamar. Yeah. Um, Justin Herbert, bit of a problem, by the way, boys. Bit he's, of good. A I, he's good. He's, he's good. He's good. Four tutties today. He's four very tutties good. for the kid. Um, so, yeah, if we, I guess we expand. There's obviously games going on as we record here, including Vegas and Miami in a 14-12 barn burner at the half. Um, where I don't know if you guys saw that was one of the worst safeties in the history of football. it's pretty poor. I saw the replay set through to Jalen Waddle. No, the Dan Orlovsky safety is worse. Well, that's I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This was a called play. He just called lost. Play. He just lost through like a bubble screen. The end zone. <laughs> it's like they thought they were going into the end zone, not in there. Denver was, is going to Denver is going to be three and zero when the Ravens play them next week. Now. With that said, that is against the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets, which is the most maybe the most manageable schedule. Yeah, the Giants are even worse than we thought. They have Who one win, construct? no wins, one win. Who? Th- those teams combined. They have zero wins. Yeah, that's going to be except wins. for against them. Or no, sorry, no, no. My bad. No. Giants. Yeah, the Jets are going to lose to Denver. The Giants lost to a horrible Falcons team today on a game-winning field goal by Mr. Koo and uh, the Falcons remain last in the league in point differential. They're, they're terrible. What's the Ravens point differential too? What is they're, it? They're I minus mean, three. The Ravens. Yeah. Two and one at minus three. Yeah. Minus three. 
but it was overtime. So it's like, does that really count? That's the difference between being that's, negative and positive. That's what people are saying. Um, the, the Denver has the chance to be the only three and O team in the AFC next week. When the Raiders wow. If the Raiders, if the Raiders can't overcome the Dolphins, Cincinnati two and one Bills two and one Chargers two and one Ravens two and one Browns two and one Titans two and one. Pittsburgh one and two, Kansas City one and two, New England one and two. Interesting. Very, very interesting. interesting. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I it is hard to know who the best team in football is right now. I have absolutely. Uh, it's hard to know how good our football team is right now. Yeah. Well, what do you think? What do you guys think? Where did this make you feel any better about the Ravens? Any worse about the Ravens, or do you feel exactly the same? A little bit worse. I mean, it's just a great reminder of what we have in the bag, you know, to bail us out in situations like these, but um, it's just, it's, it's really even hard to look at this football game and really think about what it should have been. If you just catch a football, because I just think the entire complexion of this game is so different. If we're up, I don't know, 24, nothing, or at least 17, nothing at the half. Like I feel like we should have been because it, it was there to be had and we should have had it. Correct. And we, we almost had that turnover early on the, uh, the pass by Swift. So you look at it like that and, and you think like, oh, this Ravens team could have just gone out there, had a commanding lead and just kind of reeled it in and just took it home. You know, I, like the Detroit was going to make their push, but, um, you know, it could have just been a pretty benign 24-14 win or whatever, and um, we'd be feeling good about it. And the only difference there is that Hollywood catching a pass or not. So in that loin, like, I feel just as good as maybe I did coming in and on the other half. Like I thought the protection for Lamar was kind of faltering down the stretch. And that's exactly something we wanted to look at because of just the Jekyll and Hyde nature between week one and week two of that. Um, and then you, it's hard to also consider what the, the defense looks like when they have, just didn't have a front four. I mean, I, Harris English just hit one of the worst shots I've ever seen. These guys are just totally. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think it made me I, – I continue to be concerned about their ability to put together four quarters right now. They just have not been able to yeah. string two really strong halves together. I guess you could make the case last week that – that, but the first – you know. I, you know, I guess maybe my judgment is is skewed by Lamar throwing the pick six really early. After that, they played pretty well for all four quarters. Um, but in a, this is just a game we're seeing it less that they're they're able to just kind. Of, you can't coast, dude. They, they, I think they, you know, you try to coast in these games. You just you have to put these teams away. You have you have to you have to put teams like the Lions away. You can't let them hang around, and they just did a little too much of that. Um, and yeah, if it's 17 nothing at the half, maybe this is just not a thing. And we, it's one of those situations where RET Texas in the third quarter says, going to record the podcast. I was very, very close to, I forget what it was. I think it was after the, one of the Hollywood drops. I thought he was going to catch it. Like I saw it in the air and I was like, oh, there's a touchdown. And I was like, we're getting a pod text right here. And obviously he dropped it. Um, I mean, I think <laughs> from the outside looking in, I don't know. I like, you can feel happy because I, I think coming in, if you would have said after three weeks, the Ravens are going to be two and one. I think you guys would have all been like, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's what, that's what it's going to be. They're going to be three and one. They're going to lose to the chiefs. They'll beat the, the lions and the Raiders. I, obviously that's the record now, but it's like the play on the field. I mean, there are a couple of plays away from being three. No, they're also a couple of plays away from being zero and three or one and two, you know, 
So, I, I mean, I don't know how people feel about them on, on the field. Off the field, I think with the record, you're like, yep, that seems about right. But I think there's a bunch of stuff to worry about. Like the Denver defense going against that line um, next week is going to be something to watch. And, uh, you know, Von, Von Miller maybe have himself a day like, uh, like we saw Crosby and Nassib have uh, week one. Yeah, you think they're going to have to run the ball better to win next week. That, yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't think Detroit's defensive line or, you know, their defense was – was. I mean, they were swarming to the ball. They, they played well against the run. And, like, I thought Lamar was ripping off chunks, but they – I mean, they couldn't get anything else going with, like you said, any of the running backs. It's like you know, they, they didn't even really try to run the ball that much. And I saw some of the Roman, you know, get your ass back to the game plan like last week and stuff like that. But – um. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to try and figure something out because the rushing attack, even though it's over 100 yards and, and you know, all that stuff that you like to see, but it, it wasn't what we've seen from them in the past. Against not a defense that's not that strong at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an, uh, you know, you, you feel great about the win and you realize, you know, it was a dramatic one against the team that's 0-3. I don't think the Lions are going to win a lot of games this year. Um, yeah, and it's like if I mean if this was people were hyped up about it because of the sixty-six yarder off the middle of the crossbar, but it's like if it's the forty yarder right down the middle, I think people are going, Ugh, that you know, wiping their brow thinking we we got away with one, we stole one. But yeah, it's it's just kind of a matter of hey, I'm looking at and and going into this week, or I was thinking about these next two games and being like, hey, I'd really just love to play a couple of relaxing games where we kind of coast to a win and and not worry about things too much. <laughs> That's not going to plan so far. And uh, I guess we just got to pray that, that we can make that happen uh, <laughs> next week uh, in Denver. Is the Harris English just fall in the water or something? What's going no, on here? He just like, he like conceded going to check where his ball was in the hazard. And then Westwood like helped him out of the hazard. And then they were doing the handshakes like on the slope and Caddy <laughs> almost just fell back into the water. That was very bizarre. <laughs> this is, this event has this event with just it's off the rails. It's a little off the rails. Although Matt Fitzpatrick just missed a three footer and lost the hole against Berger. Matt Fitzpatrick's the biggest loser in this event. He is such a loser. It is unbelievable how much of a loser he is. That's a great shot by Berger. Come down towards the hole. This has been great. I mean, we'll talk more about the Ryder cup probably on the show this week because me and Banks watched a lot of it. RDC, did you watch any Ryder Cup this weekend? I watched some of it. I was out all yesterday, but but I saw I watched them. Uh, I, I have a question for you guys. I don't know if there are five better events in all sports. I'm starting to get to that kind of place with the Ryder Cup. Why, it why is was this not so entertaining? I can't take my eyes off of it. Why was Ryder Cup Cup not Thursday to Saturday instead of Friday to Sunday being in the middle of football? They don't want to – I mean, you want to play two weekend days, though. You don't want to play two yeah. days. You don't want to yeah. play two days. I, I get that. But, like, I, I mean, going up against football was obviously rough. But When it's in Europe, which is every other time, yeah. so it, it at least finishes before football. Yeah, on. yeah, because it's earlier in the time. Yeah. Time. But I was just thinking, like, man, that's – because, again, I mean, not everyone is blessed with the two or three TV setups. So some people, are, you know, were flipping back and forth, I'm guessing. Yeah. But, uh, I'm mm-hmm. different. I, I was more interested in the Ryder Cup than football today. Personally. Well, I mean, the yeah. games early on stunk. Like the, the early games were boring, and then obviously they kind of picked up. But, but I weren't. I wasn't watching all the games, but it seemed like they were coming down pretty tight. I mean, the Chargers very good game was kind of the game of the window. First half, I, first half of all the games were very boring. 
Like, I agree with you, Artie, too. In the, at halftime of the 1 o'clock games, I said this is all a horrible slate of games. It, they were sloppy. They were gross. It was just like, all right, this yeah, it looks like, a lot a, like of the week one. Yeah, a lot of – Red Zone was just harping on the amount of turnovers. Yeah. It was, it was rough. They showed, awesome. they showed the Jaguars' 190-yard return like 14 times. <laughs> yeah. Scott and it's like, if you haven't seen it, let's take a look at it again. I'm like, I really don't need to see this. The, the thing is, is like everyone loves the field goal return protection. It's the same play every time if it happens. It's really not. It looked like the kick six, different uniforms. They go around the ref's left side. There's a bunch of line on the field, and the (laughs) the DB or receiver, whoever they put in, just runs past them. They just weave in and out. Yeah. And then, and then they like break up. Um, It's it's the same. By the way, horrible decision by Kingsbury to kick that. Terrible. Terrible. No need to kick a 68 yard field goal. No no need. Not with, not with, like, who's their kicker? um, It's just not Justin Tucker. That's all that matters. No, it's Prater. Yeah. It's like, well, didn't he, didn't he have the record before today? Prater up in Denver? I think he did. Yeah. Um, well, sucks for that guy. Yeah, rough, rough day for him. Rough, rough for yeah. Him. Uh, Drake said it was fun, fun to watch the reaction on Twitter. Um, I asked for questions, or we asked for questions on Twitter for the uh, instant analysis. Everybody just commented about how much they love Justin Tucker. So that's fine. That's the exact response you should have had. So I have no, pro- I have no problem with you fans. That's the right response. No questions, but – what does others say? It's Justin Tucker's world. We're living in it. We interviewed him on this podcast. If you're a, someone that's coming late to the pod, go back and listen to our interview with Justin Tucker. He was as awesome as you would expect him to be. He gave us insight into his process. So um, just an unbelievable day for him. And the Baltimore football Ravens are two and one with the trip to Denver looming next week. That's our instant analysis podcast. Appreciate everyone listening. We'll be back um, recording Wednesday for our normal uh, show we'll preview uh, Sunday's game against the Broncos and, and go over any of the news and notes that develop from this one um, and, and take another look back a little bit um, at the game with a little bit more time to have consumed it. Uh, make sure to follow us on our social media channels at X52 Podcast on Twitter and Instagram to follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow RDT at E D I T T I 22. You can follow myself at Taylor Smith 10. Make sure you go to Thread Level Midnight to buy the Exit 52 shirts. Make sure to go to Fed Thrill, 20% off. Exit 52 is the promo code to get some sunglasses. And we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.